As the marketing director here at Master's Choice, I think it's important for people interacting with our brand to understand who we are. We want you to get to know us, because we like us, and we think if you're listening along, you will too. You won't find any super valuable ad content on these episodes, so if that's what you're looking for, come back on Monday. Nah, these episodes are about us and who we are as people, so if you're into that, sit back and enjoy telling our stories on the MC Podcast with Andrew Crabtree. All right, guys, thank you for coming back to the Telling Our Stories uh, podcast here on the MC Podcast. This is Telling Our Stories episode five, and I am joined in studios with your friend and mine, Kyle Walton. Hello. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, man. I'm excited. So, so for you, this is a little different. You are usually on the other side of the equipment. Yeah, I've uh, never been on a podcast before. First time. First time. Well, I'm glad it's with, with me. It's, it makes me feel special. Yeah, it's good. Um, Kyle? Why don't you just really briefly what what you know what do you do here? I don't do you do you have a title? No. Do you want one? I mean, this we, would sure be a heck of a form to get one. We've talked about this before, <laughs> but uh, no, I do not have a job title. But I think um, more than anything, we sort of handle digital creative here at Master's Choice amongst a bunch of people that are creating things at all times. So digital content at Master's Choice, and this is going to sound funny coming from me because I'm, you know, your boss. Mm-hmm. So I should know this, but for the sake of the audience at home that doesn't, what what are we doing in terms of digital content at Master's Choice right now? Um, we are creating videos for YouTube, so content for ag um, in the forms of different types of shows, uh, how-to shows, um, daily vlogs, um, other extra content that we seem uh, deem fit. I think and in we, 2017, we posted 104 videos. Uh, something like that, a lot. I think we, it was right at to a week. Yeah. And uh, we also uh, digitally, I guess podcasts would probably be look, um, put underneath that category as well. And then we're on social social media, so Instagram, um, Facebook. But we it's have kind of to, meta. We're talking about the podcast on the podcast. Yes, yeah, it is meta. <laughs> so, yeah, we yeah creating content for all of those platforms and figuring out what that looks like how we're going to do it, when it's going to be done, and how we're going to make it. Okay, so you started two years ago? Um, yeah, just uh, just about two years ago. Right at it. As a, as a part-time, like as a, on a retainer, basically. Yeah, so tell me about that a little bit. So you started, um, I should remember this, but two days a week, right? Three. three. Th- two. Two days a week. Two days a week and right around June, yeah. two years ago. And then I think somewhere along the line you picked up a day. Mm-hmm. Jumped to three. And then from there, how long ago did you go full time? <clears throat> um, it was it was uh, um, I can't remember my day. It was about a month, It was about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Or no, about a year ago. A year about ago. Th- this time a this year. This time ago, a year ago you went full time five days a week. Correct. So We've, I'm glad we. It glad took we, us a minute to get around <laughs> to that, but it just feels like it's out. been so Whew. long. That was a lot of math. <laughs> It's a math problem. Um, so what kind of went into your decision? Because this was not like a, uh, this was more of a you decision to go full-time here than it was a me decision. So what were you doing in addition to Master's Choice at that time? And then what what kind of led you down the path to, to wanting to be here? Full? What, what, what led you to wanting to be around these people every day? Well, I think the thing to start with would be probably where I came from. Yeah, that's a, let's start there. Yeah, so I was at uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So I was a senior designer um, there for three years and it was a great, a great job. I really enjoyed it. 
um, my boss that I had there, actually the few bosses that I had that were there were all incredible. Um, I learned a lot, got a, a lot of opportunity, um, and just learned a ton, and they gave me a lot of, a lot of uh, freedom. But I would say that just a lot of the big creative projects or sort of things that I really could sort of spread my wings on and have fun with um, were sort of outsourced to bigger agencies, and understandably so. It was a fortune you know, 100 company, 200 company, whatever. It's a big company. It's like one of the largest family-owned companies in the country, isn't it? Yeah. If not the largest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so great great opportunity, but um, just kind of wanted to have an opportunity to sort of find something that was more my own. And I sort of had this freelance bug that I wanted to sort of pursue. And so uh, I met you through a connection, through a common friend, Mm -hmm. um, and the opportunity that you gave me to work for a couple days a week doing pursuing this YouTube idea for Master's Choice was uh, an opportunity that allowed me to sort of really pursue freelance because it was a consistent sort of check or a consistent way for me to know that I was going to make something as opposed to making nothing. Get kids to feed. Yeah, which was a little, which was, which was the most, the scariest thing about leaving a, a job like, like Enterprise. And so, um, yeah, so then I did some freelance work. So a lot of that looked like website design, did a lot of graphic design work, um, started to do a ton of video work, um, and then worked with you um, twice a week based on, um, yeah, just what we were trying to accomplish here, which, you know, is in essence what, what it looks like now is what we were starting two years ago. It's what we were hoping to get to. So so we have a conversation a lot. So like when we, when, when I brought you on, I kind of saw opportunity in the digital space and ag. Talk about, and I, I know you've talked a lot of, to me about kind of that white space that you saw and how that played into yeah, your thought process. I would say it's why I, it's why I took the job. Um, I wanted to help build a digital presence for Master's Choice because I looked into the ag industry as a whole and I saw people that were there, but no one was actually playing the game. There wasn't a lot of people that were consistently uploading on YouTube, pursuing that sort of content on a regular basis, um, creating a podcast that would um, reach out to that community. I mean, there's people doing it, don't get sure. me wrong, but there weren't, there weren't a lot of businesses that were pursuing it really, really well. And so to me, it just seemed like um, an opportunity. It seemed like there was an opportunity for a land grab. It seemed like there was an opportunity to sort of win in that space. Um, and so it was exciting for me to sort of, one, start from ground zero, with, with basically nothing from the digital video side. We had a couple videos, um, but we weren't really creating content consistently. Yeah. To start from there and then go to, you know, in a space that was wide open just seemed like a really a fun opportunity and a fun game to try to try to hack on and figure out. So from the day you started, you know, we were working in that little bitty office together in, in Sunset Hills, one one room. Yeah, where I was punished sitting You're at Sitting a, in the corner in the little desk. A, yes, right. <laughs> your monitor took up three-fourths of your desk. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we started, we, we didn't actually start posting videos immediately. It was probably, I mean, I think you started in August of 16. I think that's when we really kind of started in earnest, July or August of 16. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you where it really started. It started when... Um, so in my, in a previous life, I had played some, I did some sales roles and did some different things and I had to beat the old, uh, um, trade show path and do those things. And, and, uh, somewhere along, 
August or September, you told me that I was going to be going to the World Dairy Expo and that I would need to just go and, and experience it and, and it'd, be good, it'd be a good opportunity for me to learn about the company. And uh, I didn't want to go to a trade show. They're, they're less fun than people realize. <laughs> I mean, they're good, but they're a bear. They're, yeah. they're a grind, and people that go to them, I mean, they're, they have their value, no doubt. But I've done them for a long time in my life, in a previous life, and I was just like, I want to make videos. And so I pitched to you this idea about going to the World Dairy Expo and doing a daily video every day. Yeah. And I think, which you agreed to, which I was pumped about, right. because it meant that I could actually do something I really wanted to do while I was there. At the trade show. Yeah, you still get all show. the things that I wanted you to get out of the trade show, the culture and the <laughs> right. industry. and Yes, but, but it on your terms. didn't have to stand there and talk about something that I didn't really know much about, sure. and I didn't like being in that position. So it was great. It was a win-win, and then we created sort of our first, I mean, I think I was there for three or four days, and we, made, we made four videos. We made four videos in yeah, four days, four, yeah. and, and sort of uh, jump-started our digital content. And then, so then it wasn't, so that was the first week of August. And then it wasn't until, uh, I think January of 17 that we posted again. Yeah. I mean, well, we started into daily we posted series in World the Dairy. first week of, we posted yeah. the world dairy vlogs in October, Yeah, but they and were then, just, a, it was just four of them and that was it. And, and then, then we kind of were hands off again mm -hmm. until, you know, and we spent that time between world dairy expo and the first week of January of 2017, kind of planning what the channel was going to be. Um, and at first it was, you know, we were going to, it was going to be a couple videos a month. And then it was like, well, we'll post every other week. And then when we really got down to it. You know, like I think both of our, we're both pretty aggressive. Mm -hmm. And to to do it right and to really be effective on a platform like YouTube, I mean, you've got to post every week. Yeah. So then it was, you know, let's post every week with this MC Daily series that we, that we still post on. And then I think somewhere along the lines, we really wanted to challenge ourselves or we just hated having free time, I don't know, but we decided we were going to post three times a week. Yeah, and that was around the time that I went from two days, and then you yeah. basically re basically tried to get, you convinced me to come on for, for three days. You kind of came, you kind of came yep. at me, it was like at like 10 o'clock at night, on like <laughs> a random Tuesday, you're like, I want you to work another day, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a second here. Yeah. But no, yeah, it worked out, and then uh, I would say the last sort of iteration of me working here was me basically coming to you guys and saying, look, like... Um, I, I like this job. I like who I'm working for. I like who I'm working with. I like the work that I'm doing. I believe in what we're doing. I think that we can do better, but I don't think that we can do better when I'm only working three days a week. So I want to figure out what it looks like to come on and actually make this thing go. So, so with that kind of, you know, what are the things that you enjoy about, about this place and specifically, you know, I mean, knowing that you did enjoy your job at Enterprise, yeah. You know, like what are the differences, good and bad, between going from, you know, the largest family-owned company in the country to, you know, a an up-and-coming seed company, we'll say. Yeah, I mean, that's a family-owned company, but it's not a family-run company. So you don't feel you don't feel the same sort of vibe that you get from I do think it is a Fortune 100 company, right? I mean, I believe so. It's yeah. Very large. Yeah, it's big. It's huge. I mean, I think they have 80,000 employees worldwide. That's amazing. Um so yeah, they they uh, yeah. So it's 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 just, it's corporate. It's a, I had to wear you're one of eighty thousand. Whereas here you're like one of fifty. Yeah, and I had to wear a white shirt and tie every single day. Uh, I, think you, I, I think I teased you about that when we first started. We we first started hanging out in the food court at the Galleria Mall, which was right across the street from Enterprise's corporate headquarters. Correct. And I think I was showing up in like uh, you know some shorts and a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Every time you had that tie, every time you had that black tie on. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't know you had other clothes until I'd probably known you for six months. But yeah, I, no, it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was nice on some days, but not nice the others. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really make sense. Maybe one day, this is for all my enterprise people out there. Maybe one day they'll change it for the people that actually don't meet clients right. and do creative underneath fluorescent light bulbs all day long, yeah. wearing a white shirt and tie. It's not. It's kind of like you're. You're already behind the creative eight ball before you even start the day, right? Most of the time, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that part wasn't great. Um, but, but yeah, I think I think the um, for me it was about having the freedom and the sort of runway to pass, fail, try, um, do, and just sort of be. You know, you kind of gave me the keys initially to say this is what I think I want. I don't really know what it looks like. You seem to have a pretty decent idea of what you want to do. Like, show me what you got. And that's not something that you can just do at a place that's that big. Right. Um, and that has that much sort of, um, I don't know, the stuff that the, they just, it seemed like um, they were not willing to take that risk. There was always somebody above them that, that basically if they fail, then someone's going to have to answer to somebody. And, me, you being my boss, gave me the ability to say, like, no, I'm the guy that if you pass or fail, you're gonna have to talk to me about it, and let's 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 go. Like, we have a runway here because not a lot of people are following our channel that we haven't really started yet, mm -hmm. and let's take the time to learn this and figure it out so that we can um, be where we want to be. I think I was really, I rem I kind of remember being really blunt with you when we first started talking about this, and at this point, you hadn't made a lot of videos, and it's like. You're like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be any good. And I'm like, oh, your first several videos are going to suck. Yes. But they're going to get better. Yeah. And they did really quick. Thank you. Yeah, so no, I, and I agree. And, and I don't think that stuff happens unless you actually try it. Um, that's something that I've learned quickly from being in this sort of, you got to try stuff. And you got to actually not be great at it. There's no way you're going to, like, think about this one thing that you want to be good at. And then, yeah. like, think about it and, like, write down notes about it and, like, watch videos about it. And say, okay, I'm going to be good at it. You're not. And then come out amazing. There's yeah, I don't no think way. there's anyone who's ever been great at anything that just did it without you know, yeah, but a when lot it, of trial and error, a lot of failure. Yeah, but when it comes to like a creative scenario, like it's hard because you're sort of putting yourself out there and saying that this is the work that I did. And so when it's not good, it's like it's it's super difficult to it feels like personal. Yeah, it feels personal. So so uh, learning on the fly is uh, was a was a fun experience, but but uh, I think we're all I think we're better for it. So take me back to, to World Dairy Expo. We we uh, we started talking about this a second ago, and I, I kind of wanted to follow up on this because we're, I mean, as we as, as this podcast is released, we're probably looking at about two months out from from you know the fifty second World Dairy Expo. So the first year we were there, um, you'd only been with us for you know a couple months, mm -hmm. and that was kind of your um, first foray into the ag industry. Yeah. Um, which for somebody, and we can talk about this in more in a minute, but somebody who's lived in the city their whole life, that had to be a little different experience. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been thrown into the <laughs> I've been thrown into the the Midwest farm fire. Yep. Uh, the last couple of years from being a, I wouldn't say I'm a city boy, but I am a city boy compared to everybody else <laughs> in here. You, you ain't I'm from like, Texas. I'm a suburban. Yeah. I'm a suburban city boy, but that that equals more city than almost yeah. anybody here. <laughs> So I want to I want to go circle back to that in a minute. But so the first year at Dairy Expo, we did four videos. It was the first videos we had posted on our channel. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think it was just kind of a wild hair. You sent the videos to. Uh... Yeah, it seemed. Well, here's here's the thought process. It seemed like a lot of work, 
but it seemed really fun. But it didn't seem like we didn't have an audience for it. Right. So it just was like, like man, 10 YouTube subscribers. Man, I worked really hard on these videos. They were great. Our employees loved them. I felt like it crushed it, or it felt like it really helped our morale as a company. Mm-hmm. People were looking forward to seeing them. I was, we were getting texts from people back at the company saying, oh, these are great. But I'm just When's like, when's the well, next one go up? And yeah. I'm like, that doesn't really help us as a company. And so to me, it was more of like, how do we get as many eyeballs on what we're doing as possible? Because no one else is doing this at this expo. Mm-hmm. So this is like we're doing something different here. Um, so then, yeah, I just I basically tried to track down um, this um, Kayla, mm-hmm. um, uh, who was in charge of the show, basically, and let her know what we were what we were doing. I let her know that we were making these videos and that she should check them out. And she was super busy and kind of blew me off at the time. I was like, oh, this, she's going to be difficult to get in touch with. And then I, t- I got in touch with her. I, <clears throat> sorry, I got in touch with her after the show and she was much nicer. She was just stressed out yeah, because of the sure. show. Um, she was great. And she was like, oh, we watched these videos. They were, they were really good. And basically I was like, you know, you should think about what it looks like for us to come and do these videos every single day and represent the World Dairy Expo. That was sort of the initial email that we sent out mm-hmm. as a marketing department. It was just like, look, we should do this, uh, mainly because I knew they had a, a huge following on social. I mean, I think they've got 40,000 or 40, something. Between 40 and 50,000 Facebook pages. Yeah, which was more than we had. A few more. By a lot. Yeah, about like, about like 47,000. Yeah, so it just seemed to, you know, it seemed like, hey, we should do, th- I did it for three days. We should be able to do it for a whole week. And we should be able to get a bunch of reach and and get in front of a lot of people. So that was sort of the idea um, that came to fruition last year. So so last year, the 2017 World Dairy Expo, we vlogged every day of the show. Every single day of the show and, and, and once, on, once on Sunday. <laughs> so I, uh, for this is a little plug. So anybody who hasn't heard these or haven't, hasn't seen these videos, go, go over to World Dairy Expo's YouTube channel. I don't, I should, I probably could have wrote down a link on that, but I didn't. But you just search World Dairy Expo, go to their channel. They've got all the daily vlogs up. And I, I actually watched these yesterday for the first time since last year's show. And the level of production that we were able to make turning those videos around in a day, I thought was pretty remarkable. Yeah, it was good. And it took everybody. I mean, I just had a kid the week before, so I was only there for a few days. But you and Aaron were there all week. And then when I left, Jonah came in. So we had three guys there at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a lot of work. Yeah, it was a lot of work, and uh, but I mean, you know, like it was. There's, yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of work. Um, yeah, you can't spin that. It was a lot of work. Yeah, but it was fun, man. Like it was I lo- so rewarding. It's fun. It's fun to. It's fun to hit upload. It's fun to see something you made. It's fun to see it. You know, like literally the next day. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff's great. It it is tiring and it, it's wearing, but when you're doing it in that sort of condensed um, period of time, but. I don't know. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of things out there that would be a lot worse than doing that. Yeah, I mean, sure. ultimately, we're just running around, having fun, running cameras and, and editing. And, and, you know, it's like it's the best. It's just the best. So I think, if I remember correctly, those videos between Facebook and YouTube did uh, over a quarter million views. Yeah, I think we're probably pushing 250,000 views. Yeah. Um, and then as if, we, uh, as if we weren't gluttons enough for punishment, we made... Uh, we made Master's Choice daily vlogs at the show as well. We did. They they uh, they fell off. <laughs> we did not continue because it got too much. But we uh, we did three, we, first three days of the show. I think yeah, we first did three it. days. We were making two videos a day. Mm-hmm. And then we got a little tired. It happens. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, my wife's not pregnant, so I'll be there this year. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. No, I'm excited. This year's going to be a big year for us, I think. I'm excited about the World Dairy We've got Expo. some good ideas for it. I think, uh, I think last year's success really kind of has got some people even more. And I think World Dairy Expo was excited about the vlogs from the get-go. I mean, mm-hmm. from our first conference call together, they were really excited about it. And I think that their attitude while we were at the show and the access that we were able to get and just... You know, every day they were excited. They were, you know, I'd bring that flash drive in with a video on it, and they'd all gather around and want to watch it, despite all the other things they had going on. But um, I think that this year they've really brought some good ideas to the table, and I think that the success of last year will help propel this year's even further. Yeah, it's a fun partnership, um, and yeah, it's a long week, but uh, it is it's fun, man. It's it's it, I enjoy it the most out of almost any week that we do here at Master's Choice for the year. All right, so you've done a little bit of travel. Considering yeah. you're, you're moving around making videos, you've been, I mean, we talked about this last night, but I mean, just in the last year, you've probably been to Washington State, uh, yeah, I, uh, California. I, I, yeah, we went to California, did World Ag. I've made a couple trips to um, like Bellevue, Sumas, Washington, Seattle area mm-hmm. um, to meet with like Ellen Boss, which yep. some great guys up there. Um, done Wisconsin through World Dairy. We did uh, North Carolina when we went down and visited yep. uh, Syngenta. Um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, that was like a 48-hour trip to Puerto Rico, <laughs> um, which seems like a lot, but it's not. It's just yeah. like a quick flight down, and we were there for a day and a half and a flight back, so yeah. it wasn't too bad. Um, I think that's really it. I made some Kansas trips and stuff like that. Indiana, did, in, did Indianapolis. Who's so. Who's been your favorite MC employee to travel with? Um, I mean, the, the, my, the coolest trips that I've gone on have been with Scott. Yeah. So maybe as a byproduct of the uh, surroundings, he's been with me. So I got to say him. No, I like traveling with Scott. Yeah, Scott's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I've traveled. I, I mean, tra- Scott's probably the majority of who I travel with. Went to Puerto Rico with Bossberg, yeah. and that was fun. And um, we were able to. I mean, it was it's it was weird being. It was weird being an hour, ahead of Eastern time. Yeah. Which it just it threw me off. <laughs> I didn't think I would be so jet lag just for like an extra yeah, hour yeah. but i was like i was just gassed hmm. and was falling asleep at weird times that would like i was doing it in my head i'm like it's only like seven at home why am i so tired <laughs> but uh we got to watch you know basketball games were starting late and right. uh or early really early and yeah it was, it was fun um <clears throat> we'll always have seneca kansas seneca kansas was good that was a good trip um it's not puerto rico it's not puerto rico but we've made some of our best videos there spanky's <laughs> Shout out to Spanky's and Seneca Kansas. Yeah, and their extra large wings. Yeah, the doll was it like fifty cent wing night or whatever. Fifty and we cent ordered... drummies. They were like full, <laughs> yeah, they, they were full. wings, but they were like full on chicken legs. Like, <laughs> full on legs. They were good though. Gosh, mm-hmm. they were good. Um, all right. Last question that I always kind of ask everybody that's been on the road: what's the best? <laughs> what's the best meal you've had on an MC trip? Uh, it had to be Angus Barn. So good. Yeah. When we went to North Carolina, we did Angus Barn, and uh, I'd heard a lot about it, and there was a lot of hype about it, and it lived up to it. It was really, really good. It's not always the case when someone hypes something up. You, don't, you don't, when somebody hypes something up really hard, you're almost psychologically like trying to poke a hole yeah. in it. And we've had some solid, uh, we've had some solid uh, Ruth Chris like seafood, yeah, situations, oh, seafood, tower. seafood tower situations yeah. at World Dairy that have been. That have that last have, year at World Dairy, I felt like everybody kind of quit on the seafood tower, and they just passed it to you and me, and we kept going kind of crushed it <laughs> yeah i'm okay with that i'm okay with that so those have probably been the two um the two best uh 
sort of food experiences that I've had. So before we go to lightning round, I do feel like I would be remiss if I didn't uh, kind of circle back to to you making content personally. Yeah. Uh, so so it's very rare, I feel like, um, and I think both of us are in this situation that your personal hobbies and obsessions collide with your your work situation. And so as somebody who, and, you know, part of, probably part of the reason that, that I was attracted to, to hiring you in the first place is, I mean, you're making digital content yourself outside of work. I try to as much as I can. I, I think the thing that was uh, great about this whole situation that is, like, I pursued, I pursued video out of what I was doing. So I was doing graphic design. I was making things. Um, I was a creative. I did a lot of animation through... After Effects and different programs and things like that, but I was always sort of enamored with video, and so I figured out a way at Enterprise to basically work my way into some sort of video-type role where I got to sort of learn these things on the fly. And so, yeah, I think out of just a natural desire to want to do this sort of stuff, I kind of, I don't know, weaved it into my job and then made it my job. And so, yeah, I do. I, I uh, you know, I, I have videos... I have a content. I I try to create digital content on my own YouTube channel. When you create digital content for a living, sometimes that is obviously takes precedent, um, and it just there's there could potentially be a burnout factor. But uh, I I like I like my hobby is can be making a lot of times is making videos, whether it's of my family or and golfing know, and, and and golfing right. <laughs> and well, there's yeah, I have a couple hobbies. But um, do you want you want to plug your your August series? I mean, this is going to be coming out right at the beginning of it. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, I had been, I would say I'd been in a bit of a creative rut lately. Um, I'd been in a, I hadn't been producing much content here at Master's Choice. It had been more on a different sort of side, sort of figuring out some strategy and working on some website stuff and doing this sort of thing. So I hadn't really been hitting record and I was just, I don't know, I felt like I was in a creative rut. So I don't know how to break out of that other than to force myself to do some sort of project. And so um, starting August 1st, I'm going to make a video every day, basically for the month of August. So 30 days. 30 uh, vids in 30 days. 30 videos in 30 days. They'll be shot that day. They'll be edited that night. They'll be uploaded the next morning. Um, obviously, production value will be lower because it's just me. I have a job. I'll still have to, <laughs> I'll still have to do my job. I have two kids. I'll yeah, still have to be with I my kids. Test. He will still be working. I'll still be working. I'll still be doing all those things. But, uh, you know, people can... You know, people see a video like that sometimes and they'll think, well, you know, hey, he was it was or wasn't working. It's like, look, I had the camera on seven to ten minutes. You know, I just was intentional about it. And then I wait, stay up all night and edit. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, I think it's a project that's going to stretch me. I think that some of the best stuff that we've learned and as a, as a company, as, as a marketing department, have come from us sort of forcing ourselves to be creative and giving ourselves some hard deadlines. Because like, look, as, as your boss, I'm very excited that you're, your hobbies outside of work collide with your work because when you're doing things for you, you're also getting better at being here. So. Yeah, and I would say that's been one of the best parts about this gig too is like, hey, it's like, oh, I have an opportunity to go shoot this weekend, blah, 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 blah. Can I use the camera equipment? And you're like, absolutely. Because, yeah, yes, every time. Because you're getting better, and I get <laughs> I get you to be better when you actually come back and do your job. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm terrified it's going to be – I've, I put it out there yesterday. I put a video out there that's teasing it. Um, You're committed and, now. Yeah, and that's why I did it, because I made this really nice intro that was pretty cool, and I could definitely see myself never putting that out there. And so I just hit upload as fast as I could so that the accountability's there. And I've gotten some 
great feedback from some people saying that they're excited about it and they're looking forward to it. So that's a little bit of a, an exciting project that's coming up for me. Plug your channel. What's your URL? Uh, it's just ma- uh, you said Master's Choice. YouTube.com it's, slash Master's Choice. YouTube.com, I think, just slash Kyle Walton. Okay. So. Well, all right. We're moving on to the lightning round. You ready for this? Sure. Short, quick answers. First thing that comes to your head. Okay. All right. If Caleb Crabtree can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Caleb, it's, it's this. Uh, that's what he's made for. He he did that on the front end of his <laughs> yeah. of his telling stories. That's <laughs> Lightning round was the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Love you, All Caleb. Right. Yeah. Plug. We do love Caleb. Yeah. Um, favorite type of music. Ah, uh, that's it's kind of a tough one. I mean, more than likely, it's probably some sort of like indie rock sort of uh, sort of vibe. Which favorite band? Manchester Orchestra, without I a doubt. I the answer to that one. Hands down. Yeah. Easy. Easy. It's probably 80% of the music I listen to is just them <laughs> over and over again. Um, who's your favorite YouTuber right now? Um, I'm kind of just like, it sounds pretty basic, but it's like, I mean, I'm Casey Neistat. Like, he, he's the guy that kind of got me into set, it. Set the bar. Um, just started watching this Cody Wanner guy who seems to be an N-E-R. Yeah, he's a sort of like a get out there and create entrepreneurial guy. Oh, I, sorry. I will say, we talked about this earlier, I will say that he is the best uh, daily vlogger that I've ever watched that's not famous. He will be. He will be. Uh, I'm sorry, this is lightning round. I was getting yeah. excited there. Um, <laughs> all right. Casey Neistat. Dude, how, could, how have we not talked about Casey Neistat in this episode? Well, I don't know, but... Here, you're, pause you're... the lightning round. <laughs> so, so I'm fairly embarrassed to say, and I, I mean, I, I guess even at this point, I was still fairly early on the bandwagon, but... Uh, when when you first came to work, you you started like your your lunch routine was you watched, you know the latest Casey upload and a couple other guys. But I really took to Casey. Like, yeah, well, I told you others. I told you about him before I, when yeah. I was at Enterprise. Yeah, that's when I I mean I found out about him late. I found well at late. I mean he started daily vlogging. I found in out about him like eighty seven days late because he was vlogging every day. Yeah, and so he after every day for three hundred and sixty seven days or something yeah. like that. Maybe more than more that. than that. It was almost two years, I thought. Yeah, it might have been six hundred and sixty-five yeah. days. Um, but whatever. I I came in at like episode like eighty-eight, which for a while there, my lunches were awesome because I just went backwards. I yeah. I just went and then I caught up and I was like, oh, now I just one wanted one one episode a day. I can't binge watch Casey anymore. It's not like Netflix. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, I turned you on to him right when I right before I even started. And there's something about the way that guy tells a story that immediately appealed to me. Yeah, because it's good. His brain's a little eclectic, kind of like, kind of like I feel like mine is, and he just—that's what you call it. That's what I call it. Eclectic. That's good. We'll I run like that. With that. Stick with that. <laughs> but it, it's just—it's uh, less of a more, less polished and more, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, narrative driven. Yeah, story very driven. story driven. Sure. So he, the man tells a story, and to, to be able to tell a story that people are interested in every day, I feel like is is challenging. It's not easy. I'll you know, figure that I'll out for 30 days. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and then carry that on for two years. It's remarkable. So, yeah. It's not very- that our style at all at Master's Choice matches Casey Neistat, but I feel like at least for me, his influence on our channel becoming what it is, is he's probably influenced that the most. Yeah, I mean, for me, the two, two sort of, I would say that, and then aside from content, because I don't know that I like the content as much as I like the meat inside the content would have been what Gary Vaynerchuk has yeah. sort of uh, been mm-hmm. preaching for a while. Um, I don't, I don't really listen to or watch him anymore. But at the time, um, it was exactly what I needed to sort of 
do what you love, you know, one life, get out there, kind of make it happen sort of thing. I cycle on and off with Gary Vee. Yeah, yeah. He's a little I get intense. what I need out of him, and then I, I stop for a while, and then when I start feeling a little lazy or a little uh, behind, mm-hmm. I, I watch him and kind of get myself pumped up again. Yeah, but, you know, from a, from our starting point, though, I would say that those two guys yeah, were absolutely. pretty influential for different reasons, business side and, and creative side. Absolutely. All right, back to lightning round. Back to lightning round. That was that was a nice little diversion. I didn't pause the lightning round. You did though. Yes, let it be no, let it be noted. I, well, I like that conversation. I like the YouTube conversation. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we did favorite music. Favorite band was Manchester Orchestra. Yep. Casey Neistat. Okay. Favorite sports team. Um. I mean, I'm a Cardinals guy. I'm from St. Louis, but uh, I mean, I also am a basketball guy. And for me, Duke, uh, Duke Blue Devils are a very big source of. Uh, Love for me. I, I'm a big basketball guy. But if I had to pick, St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. What's your favorite sport to watch on TV? Basketball. All right. Hands um, down. Got an NBA League Pass. Um, there's a good chance. Which, I, which benefits me also. Yes. You, you have. Yeah, shh, shh. You do not have the login to my League no, Pass. No, I just watch it at your house. <laughs> but anyway, I watch a lot of West Coast games in the evening. I, I consume a ton of basketball. A ton. Uh, More than I'd like to admit. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, a Cadillac CTS. What kind of car would you drive if you had a million dollars? A 1989 Jeep Grand Wagoneer. <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah, very specific. <laughs> it's currently sitting in a parking lot, <laughs> and I'm about ready to get it worked on. So, What's your uh, favorite TV show? Um, that's a good one. Currently, probably, uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a, is a current... Nine-Nine? <laughs> <laughs> you jag. <laughs> it's uh, a current show that it's just uh, it's kind of in and out, and it's really funny. And I don't have to, you know, they don't they don't. It's not something you have to follow. You don't have to hard. be super in, like emotionally invested in it. Just when you watch yes. it, it's funny, and when you don't, and you're not uh, it. Silicon Valley on yeah. HBO is probably funny one of the smartest television shows out there. Very funny, and it's about tech startups. So I kind of am a geek on that stuff. Yeah, it's fun. Um, favorite movie? Um, I'm a, that's a, I mean, there's a lot. I really I really love Goodwill Hunting. I think that's old school. Yeah, it's an old. I mean, that's that's a go-to that I could watch probably almost any any time. Um, Netflix, Amazon, or Hulu? Um, Netflix, but Hulu is a strong second. I like the weekly content that I can get from Hulu, but definitely uh, love when you see the little red bar at the bottom of Netflix shows that say new episodes. Because <laughs> you're like, ooh. And if you get enough shows that you watch, that happens a lot. Yep. That's funny. Um, if you're going to go to, a, if you're going to watch a movie, would you rather watch at the theater or on your couch? I would rather go to the theater. 100%. My wife doesn't like going to movies. And then whenever we get a date, it's like, you want to go to a movie? But then that feels bad because it's like you're not really like, seeing each other you know right. when you have kids you kind of like oh yeah look there's your wife i love going to the movie and i love going to the I theater love, so like, much i'm saying like so like when me and my wife get it finally get a chance like we both have kids mm-hmm. and so the, the amount of times you actually get to go to the movie theater now is very limited yeah and so like when i me and my wife get a date like once every six months i'm like i want to go to the movies and she's like that feels that feels lazy andrew i'm like but i love going I know. to the movies and i'm a solid sucker i'm a sucker for any good uh, animation too so that's been a great opportunity now my daughter's nine yeah. and i'm just like you guys want to go see the latest pixar flick yeah and i me. took my i took my three-year-old to see the incredibles the other day yeah that was for you yeah 
It Dead, was. 100%. I did the same thing. I'm like, who wants to see Incredibles? They were like, mm, like let's go. Yay. <laughs> yep. My absolutely. three-year-old loved it. Yeah, that's great. About three quarters of the way through the movie, she got tired and climbed up on my lap and like watched the rest of it on my lap. It was pretty great. Yeah, just take a nap. Uh, my daughter, my youngest, she's five. She sleeps in every theater. It's a se- it's a six-hour <laughs> nap every time. She that's like okay. That's okay. Yeah, she reclines them back, and then she's just like out. That's awesome. Just like, well, I hope you like it. All right, Coke or Pepsi? Uh, actually, probably depends on the day, but I would Ooh. say probably Coke. Most people take a hard stance. Yeah, on that I one. know. I, I I agree, but I could. There's there's things that I can sort of. I can definitely. Yeah, there's things I can get a Pepsi with, but right. probably Coke when it comes down to it. All right, and the last question on the lightning round: Who is the one person that's influenced who you are today the most? That's that's it's so funny that you throw that in as a lightning round question because you're like Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> like like light answers, light answers, and who is the most influential person that you have ever had in your raw, entire life? I want your most raw answer. I don't. I probably don't. I don't know. I, I people. I've I've had probably people that have influenced me in different stages okay. of my life, and you know now it would be it could even be something that's digital, like like a Casey Neistat or a Gary Vee or somebody yeah. like that, because. They cons- I consume a lot of content from them. When I was at uh, Enterprise, my my boss, I would say my, I mean, I'll just leave that one there for the sake of a lightning round. But Donna Humphreys was a lady that, um, when I came to that job, I was sort of trying to figure out what I really wanted to do, and she empowered me and gave me a lot of uh, opportunity and basically uh, sort of recharged the uh, creative, you know juices inside of me and got me going to where it's like oh like it's not about what i do it's about who i do it for yeah and so that's obviously translated here too so that's awesome so yeah so she yeah i would say let's let's go with donna donna if you're you're definitely not listening to this but if <laughs> you are send it to her. if you are you've uh you know you're 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 pretty awesome oh thank you donna all right you're you're off the hot seat oh it wasn't that hot <laughs> that was the slowest pace well, lightning round I've had. You might be hot. Yeah, it's a little warm, up, warm here. up here. I'm better now, <laughs> but it was both pretty warm earlier. Um, podcast audience, thank you so much for your time. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And if you just loved this episode of telling our stories so much that you just can't wait to get more of our content, uh, if you're on iTunes or, or wherever this is, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating. That would be awesome. Um, that's always helpful to the marketing guys. And then if you just can't get enough MC content, you can always hit us up at youtube.com slash masterschoice. All kinds of personality there. You might actually even learn something about corn and agriculture. Leave a comment. Yeah, give us some comments on this podcast. Let's go. Yeah, talk to us, guys. Talk to us. Kyle, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. This was a fun episode. Uh, Podcast audience, we will be back with the regular scheduled MC podcast with Mark Kirk next uh, next Monday. So uh, with that, thank you.